Wait, sorry, that was kind of an overshare. Hey y'all, welcome to the second week of Oops I Overshared. My name's Katie, I'm your host per usual. Let's get into the topic today. That is five things I am not doing at my wedding, no way in hell, and five things that I will be doing at my wedding, and some of these are maybe considered like a little bit unique or just not typical. I want to start this off by saying everybody should do their wedding in their own way and do things that they want to do and basically let go of all judgment because at the end of the day, nobody is going to be 100% in agreement on the things you're doing on your day. So listen to your heart, listen to your gut, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. I'm telling you, do your own thing. I just want to share my own thing and maybe some things that I don't love for my own wedding. If I go to another wedding and someone else does these traditions or these things, I don't see anything wrong with that at all to each their own. There are certain things that just for my personality and my taste are not the vibe. And there are other things that I really, really love and want to include on my special day that maybe other people find annoying, gross, or unnecessary. And again, different strokes for different folks. I really don't care. This is just my perspective and opinion. I think I'm going to kind of go back and forth because I don't want to tell you all the things I'm going to do and then all the things I'm not going to do. I'd rather just go from one end to the other here. So something I'm definitely not doing is the garter toss or the whatever it's called garter retrieval in front of an audience. Um, For those of you who are not super wedding familiar, this tradition involves wearing a garter as the bride, which is placed on your upper thigh and sitting in a chair and having your husband or wife partner Basically, dive under your dress in front of the crowd and retrieve the garter. There is nothing wrong with the garter thing. However, I am someone who has enough social anxiety just about the celebration and ceremony part that the idea of my husband crawling under my dress in front of my grandparents and retrieving a sticky, gross, I mean... I don't know. I don't know that it's sticky. I'm just presuming like if I've been wearing this dress all day, I'm nervous as shit because there's a million people watching me kiss you. And then my husband has to go under my dress, which mind you has been a, I don't even know, like a cesspool for like sweat and heat accumulation. And then having to get that out. Like, first of all, that sounds unpleasant for him. Second of all, it's a little distasteful for me in front of my grandparents, aunts and uncles my parents, distant friends. I don't know. I think if you have a family and friend group that is super like fun and chill and casual, this would be like a fun little thing. But we're inviting like enough people that I don't super know or like my parents' friends who are, I don't know, like older women and men who maybe like this wasn't a thing. I don't know how far this goes back. Plus my grandparents are like more traditional. Jared, on the other hand, his family is like very like cool and chill and casual, but I just feel like there are certain guests in attendance who don't need to watch him crawl under my dress. And I don't want to do that to him. And then correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't, again, this is not something I've ever been interested in doing at my wedding. So I haven't really extensively researched it, but I'm pretty sure the bride, like, or the groom, ew, it doesn't matter. One of them takes the garter that has now been not only in your almost genital region, but then in the groom's mouth, 
and throws it. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. If I made that up, disregard, but I don't know. I'm a little bit contamination weird about germs. And also, I don't want you to have to grab my sweaty and now spitty garter. Ew. Also, if you're hearing like little metal clanging sounds, I have bracelets on and I'm not taking them off. So sorry if that's annoying. The second, oh wait, no, I'm going to go to something I am going to do. So the first thing that I am going to do that's maybe atypical is we're going to have dual officiants. We're not getting married in a church. We are getting married outside at our venue. And we wanted to include like a personal friend so that our ceremony was, you know, catered to us and not general. Plus, I didn't want to pick either of our church pastors specifically because I felt that they only knew half of the partnership since we don't attend the same church and haven't really gone to church since we graduated college. So like, I just didn't want it to be like my pastor talking all about what she knows about me, but doesn't know Jared or his church. I guess he has a priest at his church. Um, so he's Catholic. And since we're not getting married in the Catholic church, um, that really wasn't an option. So I just wanted it to be personal to both of us. So for that reason, it's partly our college friend. And then our second officiant will be the pastor from my church, we are Presbyterian or my family's Presbyterian. And that pastor has done a lot of um, ceremonies and things for my family. So I'm familiar with her. Jared's met her before. Um, but we do want to incorporate some spirituality and religion into the ceremony without that being the entire ceremony. That's something that we just chose to do because they were both priorities for us, but we didn't necessarily want your typical cookie cutter church ceremony. And we didn't want to completely cut the spirituality and religion out of the ceremony. So this is like a perfect even middle of two women who we are so, so, so excited to include. So they both know that they're kind of going to share that responsibility. Also, our friend is flying in from California to do this. And I didn't want her to be under the pressure of getting the documents and becoming ordained. So our pastor will do that formal side of things. And Jesse, our officiant, will just be there to have a good time, which is kind of our goal for her. I'm just realizing that the microphone was making kind of weird sounds. So I just reset it. So I'm hoping that that will help. Sorry, I'm not re-recording all that. So the next thing that we are not doing is a typical cake, nor are we saving part of the cake. I know that a lot of couples get a large multi-layer cake and they save the top layer or they save a piece or I don't know honestly what the tradition exactly is, but we're not doing it. Cakes are super, super expensive. Um, we'd rather do cupcakes so every guest can choose kind of what they want. We'll have different choices. You can have a cupcake, throw your wrapper away. That, that's it. That's done. No separate plates, no paying for a huge cake that people aren't going to want. And honestly, I have no interest in eating a piece of cake that's been in my freezer for a year. So couples who have done that have told me that the cake was gross and it was a disappointment. Also, my freezer is always full. So sorry, no room. Additionally, like I'm hoping since we've been together for 10 years, um, my lack of priority in freezing and then eating a cake in a year is not the reason my marriage fails. But um, if it does, you can come back and quote this because there's a lot of things that are supposedly good luck that um, I'm not doing. <laughs> I probably should be doing. But we just, we're not going to waste money on hundreds of dollars of cake that we don't really want and aren't going to follow the traditions for. One thing that we are doing, yes, this is number two of the things we are doing, is um, a short ceremony. I respect that some people have a lot of like religious traditions they want to incorporate or maybe little ceremonies they want to incorporate. For us, we are both pretty 
I don't know. Like I want to say we're private people, but like I have a podcast and I love social media. So I don't know that I'm really a private person, but our relationship is pretty private and we just kind of, I don't know, see things for what they are. And we just want to be there with our people celebrating, making our commitment to each other in a ceremony. But like realistically, we made a commitment to each other a long time ago. And that's why we've been together for this long we just want it to be enough to kind of solidify this new journey as a married couple without going overboard. And I'm sorry, like this is going to sound maybe mean, but we just don't want to bore people. Like I'm very much a get this show on the road girl. And since we don't have any super particular ceremonies or practices we need to include, it's going to be quick. We're also doing private vows before. So like there won't even be like a real there'll be a vow exchange in the sense like do you take this person to be your husband but like there's not going to be us reading four or five pages of a journal that we came up with to share with each other that will all occur before the ceremony we'll do a first look we'll have photos taken there i'm all about optimizing i'm all about efficiency um so this thing's gonna probably be about half an hour tops maybe less the next thing that we are not doing um I'm not saying I'm not going to do favors at all. I don't think we've really decided about doing any favors, but um, we're definitely not going to do koozies, keychains, stickers, things that we get at weddings and like they're so cute and I love people's koozies, but like they end up either in a drawer, getting thrown away. I just don't want to spend $3 or $2 a koozie when half of them are going to get left on the table or thrown away within the first month of them being home with that person. So not eliminating favors completely, but definitely not doing something that is just going to become waste. And it's financial waste for us and potentially like waste in the dump for people who throw those away. Now I will say like Jared is a person who keeps the koozies from every single wedding we've been to and has them in a Ziploc baggie and does use them occasionally for drinks. So if you did do koozies, there are people out there who are appreciating and loving on that koozie to this day. I think we have koozies in our drawer from weddings that occurred 10 years ago that I've been trying to get rid of, but um, apparently we are attached to those items. So just know that if you were a koozie couple, there are people who love them. It's just not something that I want to prioritize in our budget at all. So not a good fit for us. The next thing that I am doing as a bride is putting my bridesmaid in bridesmaid, bridesmaids. I have seven bridesmaids and an attendant. So I have kind of a big party, um, but we're going to do mismatched dresses. And I know this is kind of a trend, but it's not something I've seen in any of the weddings we've been to in Iowa. So I'm hoping that I'm not a bandwagoner in terms of local weddings. I don't think I've been to a wedding that did mismatch bridesmaids yet. I just think this trend is such a good fit for me and like what I want for my party. And I think that allowing girls to be in something they're comfortable in is going to be like a game changer in terms of their experience being in the wedding. If you are not getting married, you probably don't know a ton about wedding trends. So I'm going to inform you on what mismatched dresses means, even though it's kind of self-explanatory. But I think some people misunderstand it as like everybody's in the same color, but it's different styles. I've seen that a lot. Some people think that everybody just picks a dress and shows up. I've never seen that in a bridal party, but I'm sure people do it. My idea specifically is I have a color palette that matches our design plan for wedding day. Each of the girls in my party has 
kind of set me preferences on what they feel best in. So I want them to feel confident. I want them to feel beautiful. Some people feel washed out in certain colors. So I kind of asked them like, out of this palette, which colors make you feel the best? Send me a list and we'll get it figured out. So right now I'm in the process of organizing um, which girl will be in which color. And then they're either going to go, I haven't decided for sure. They're either going to go on a specific website and pick a dress in their color, or I'm just going to let them scour the internet for whatever they can find within their color on the palette. Send it to me. I'll make like a photoshopped image of what all the girls will look like standing next to each other. And then the goal is just to make sure that nothing's too similar or there's not a lot of overlap. And I want to have mixed like textures. I don't know how to explain that super well, but like maybe one girl has like large ruffles and someone else is in like a mermaid style dress while someone else is in an A-line. Like I want them to be very variable, but fit within the palette. So this way girls can feel confident in what they're wearing. I mean, they're my best friends. I want them to like get to celebrate and feel like it's their day too. Like, yes, it's my wedding, but they did, they're doing a lot of work and taking a lot of time and spending a lot of money to be there. So I want them to feel beautiful and recognized. Next on the it's a no for me list is flower girl and ring bearer. I know that's probably an unpopular opinion. And if I had, like if I had little nieces or nephews, or we had kids that we were super close to who were in this age range, I would absolutely consider doing a flower girl and a ring bearer. But we got to a point where it was like, neither of us had any immediate idea on who these people would even be. And Jared does have cousins who have babies, but they're like baby babies. And then Jared also has cousins who are kids, but they're like 10 plus. So there just wasn't like, there's no toddlers in our life to play this role at all. And I wasn't going to stretch to like friends of friends just to have these roles filled. It's just not a natural fit for our friends and family right now. I think that role is like the cutest thing ever if you have kids who are near and dear to your heart who you really want to include. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's very special when it's a fit, but when it's not a fit, I think there's no shame in just being like, this is not going to work. I'm not going to pull a random four-year-old off the streets to ask them to be my flower girl. We just, we're the oldest siblings in our families. Our siblings don't have kids yet. Um, so there, there's just nobody who really was going to be... Um, a good option for either of these positions. I touched on this one a little bit. Here's another thing we are doing, and that is photos before the ceremony. So I know a lot of people do a first look, and I think we're going to do that and do private vows, get all that stuff done before the ceremony. Um, but it's really important to me to get those photos done, like family pictures before the ceremony as well, just because I know when I'm at a wedding and we get to cocktail hour and it's been cocktail hour and a half, cocktail two hours, cocktail two and a half hours. I'm starving. I'm annoyed and not trying to be ungrateful. I know that if I'm at someone's wedding, it's not my day, but I do think that sometimes it can become rude to your guests. And since we're getting married at the same place we're having our reception, there's no easy way for them to like leave and come back. So we're just going to try to keep that cocktail hour to an hour and let guests kind of get warmed up, enjoy the bar, um, get used to the environment, and then we'll get on with the reception. I just don't want, I don't like to make people wait for me. And if we know we're going to do a first look and private vows, there's no reason to not have our photographer kind of bust those pictures out. Let's go, let's go. 
Um, we're going to have a shot list. We're going to make it efficient. Like I said, I'm here to party. I'm here for efficiency. Let's get this thing done. And if Jared and I need to sneak out during the reception to take further photos, if we didn't get to it, that's totally fine. But I don't want to be wasting my guests time or making them wait hours and hours to have dinner. Um, just to wait for those pictures. I feel like that can be, I feel like to me that can feel a little bit inconsiderate because I mean, if I have 280 guests on my list and that many people show up to my day, they took time and energy to be there. The least I can do is be considerate of that time. Another one that is not happening is the dollar dance. I don't know if any of you know what the dollar dance is. If you've been married, you might, um, or if you're you have a lot of friends getting married, you might, but um, if you're not wedding planning, you may have never heard of the dollar dance. Um, this is like a great opportunity to get your family and friends to give you money. And that part is enticing. Like, oh my gosh, money, love. However, let me describe to you the experience of the dollar dance. Someone with anxiety like me probably would not um, be a good fit for this. And that is why it is not happening. But the dollar dance is where the bride and the groom stand out on the dance floor. Sometimes this is in the middle of the reception. Sometimes it's the beginning of the reception. And the DJ is basically like, our bride and groom are up here for a dollar dance. Come up here and get 30 seconds of dancing with the bride or with the groom. And it's like slow dancing for a dollar. So then the idea is that people at the wedding line up to get to talk to you personally. They pay a dollar or some, sometimes, you know, people will give $5 or $10 and they get that 30 seconds or a minute of time with you. And then you use that money toward like a honeymoon fund or your first home or whatever. Um, I have been to weddings where they did this and I like, I've been in weddings where they did dollar dances and it was like super fun for me as like a best friend to get to go spend like that time with, um, the bride and pay the dollar or $5 or whatever to go to their honeymoon or their new home fund. I am all about participating in that if I'm the guest. As the bride, I think that I I don't know. I don't know how to explain the social stress of that to you, but the idea of having a line of potentially 50 to 75 random people that I have to make small talk with for 30 seconds to a minute each reminds me of sorority recruitment. And not in a good way. It's in the way that I have to figure out socially what we're going to discuss for that minute. And then I have to figure out how I'm going to kick you out of my arms and dance with the next person. That sounds beyond exhausting to me. It makes me stressed just thinking about it. I'm sweating over here. Um, I just, I don't want to deal with the anxiety of it. Also, like if there are people on our guest list who I genuinely like, if they're my parents' friends or Jared's parents' friends and Maybe I don't even know what they look like. And I know that's bad, but like, how do you small talk with Jane Doe? What am I supposed to say to you? I don't even know who you are. There's very few of those. And I would hope if you are the Jane Doe at my wedding that you wouldn't even get in line for that. Um, but the whole thing just creates kind of a weird um, social issue. <laughs> I don't know. It's just not a good fit for me. I think if you are like an outgoing, free-spirited queen who's had a few shots you might love the dollar dance, but I think for both Jared and I, it's just not worth the stress. Um, we have a honeymoon fund and a new home fund on our The Knot page. And if people feel so compelled, they can go ahead and donate to that. But we're not doing a dollar dance. For the next thing that is a yes, 
it is donating our flowers after the ceremony. So we debated between doing false florals because they're way cheaper, doing real florals, but they're way more expensive. We ended up going with a design team to do all of the design and floral for the day. And as part of that commitment, you go with their florist. So we ended up there for, there for God, going with real flowers because that's what they do. So with that commitment, we had to spend a certain amount of money on florals and we're going to have honestly pretty minimal florals. We're going to just do a bridal bouquet, um, bridesmaid bouquets, and then I think the groom and groomsmen have boutonnieres, but nobody else does. So it's just very minimal. And then there's like three or four big floral arrangements for the ceremony. So what I think we'll do is after the ceremony, probably the following day, I think I'm going to ask Jared if he'd want to help me take all of those to the Mercy Hospice house, just because flowers die within like, what, a week or two weeks if you don't I don't need six bouquets sitting around my house is my point. And they're going to die within a week or two. I would rather use those to bring joy to somewhere else. And at the hospice house, my grandpa was at the hospice house at Mercy. Um, It just is nice to have like a little bit of beauty in a sad situation. So I think we'll just drive all that stuff down there. I might preserve the bridal bouquet itself, but all the bridesmaids ones and the decorative ones we can bring somewhere bring a little light into someone else's life and get those off of our hands. Um, so we don't have to just throw them away or keep them in our home for the two weeks that they'll exist. Something that I am unsure about including, but I'm leaning towards probably not is this something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue poem. I mean, I'm probably going to end up having all of those things. Well, I don't know about something blue. I don't know. That thing just kind of makes me anxious for no reason. And I don't know that I'm going to be wearing something old, something new, something borrowed and something blue. Well, I am going to be wearing something new because my wedding dress is new, but I just don't know if that's going to be something that I participate in. (laughs) So that's going on the maybe no list. The last thing that is a yes or an important piece of our day and honestly of the lead up or engagement period for me is avoiding waste monetary waste, physical waste that you throw in the trash, wasting people's time, um, all things that I'm not really interested in doing. So I've tried to be very conscientious when picking things for our wedding day that aren't going to create an excessive amount of waste, like the koozies or the magnets or things like that, that are just going to get thrown away. So just that at the wedding is important to me, like not buying a bunch of things that we're just going to get rid of. Another thing that's important to me is um, the lead up period engagement time that I've, I mean, I've been engaged since December of 2022. I'm getting married in September of 2024. So we have a night, I think it's 19 month engagement because I'm in school. So that was just the only way it was going to work out. However, I think a lot of people in that engagement period get very excited and therefore they buy like a lot of shit. Like picture like a makeup bag that says bride, a jacket that says future Mrs. White, a freaking sign for your front door that says bride to be a jean jacket that says soon to be mrs white um buying your bridesmaids a bunch of shit that says bridesmaid 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 attendant just all of that to me is like screaming stuff that's gonna get thrown away or like 
you can donate it, but like, I'm sorry, no one's going to wear my future Mrs. White sweatshirt, nor is anybody going to take my bride to be 92124 door sign from Goodwill. I think a couple of those things are fine. Like I thought about doing like a Christmas ornament with our engagement date on it, but that's stuff I'm going to keep forever. I think if you're going to get like name specific stuff in your kind of bride era, I would advise just putting like Mrs. White or Mrs. Smith or Mrs. Jones because you can wear that forever. I think the future Mrs. thing, like, yes, it'll be fun to wear that for the next eight months. And realistically, I'm not one who's going to wear that anywhere except for like dress shopping or like if I go to a bridal expo or I'm going to specifically go to a meeting related to my wedding, I would maybe wear that. But like, again, everybody has their thing. For me, wearing a future Mrs. White sweatshirt to Target is kind of cringy. I hate to say it. So I just don't own any of that stuff because while I'm very, very excited to get married, I don't want to own a lot of personalized, wasteful stuff that's only going to be relevant for a year and then I'm going to have to throw away. And I also think like there's like bride box, pres not prescriptions, subscriptions that send you like a wedding fiance box every month and it has like candles that say future bride and koozies and coasters and headbands and sunglasses that say wifey and bride and I don't know I am very very excited that I'm getting married I can't wait to be a wife I can't wait to start this next adventure and have a family that is all very exciting to me but I just don't want to waste time and create physical waste on resources that are temporary or things that seem fun in the moment and then get shoved in a drawer if that makes sense so that's kind of one of my big priorities has just been like avoiding the waste same thing with the bridesmaid gifts or boxes again i have eight people total in my party nine if you count my officiant um that's a friend of mine so I did make them like the cute boxes that was like, will you be my bridesmaid? But I used like a recyclable box and a recyclable piece of paper and got them like pajamas for wedding day. Pajam Those pajamas don't have like bridesmaid or maid of honor written on them. They're just plain silk pajamas that I want them to wear. Um, I got them little glass cups that have their name on them, but it's just their name. It doesn't say their role. Claw clips, beauty blenders, a makeup bag that are all non-monogrammed, just plain. Um, little wine glasses, not glasses, bottles of wine, just like things that I think I would love to get as a present, but that I'm not going to end up forcing on them for them to get rid of. Like, yes, it would be wonderful to have a candle that says, Chloe, bridesmaid, but you're not going to use that forever if you use it at all. Um, the only thing that did have their role on it is I got like cute little sunglasses from Etsy that I anticipate using on The Bachelorette that have bridesmaid or officiant or attendant on those. Um, but those were like $3 a piece and it's the only piece of the box that has any of that on it, if that makes sense. And I don't necessarily think that your bridesmaids are going to throw away something that says bridesmaid on it. I just don't think if I give you a water bottle that says Chloe bridesmaid, you're going to bring it to work in two years. Like I thought about I don't know. I thought about a lot of different things, but like I've seen people on Pinterest who do like custom Yetis. Like that's a $60, $50 tumbler cup and put Chloe bridesmaid on the cup. That Yeti cup is like super awesome. But for me, like I would use that 
maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe leading up to the wedding, but like to me, just bring a cup around that says bridesmaid on it. I don't know. I can't explain why I wouldn't use that cup very much, but it's just, I'm not a bridesmaid right now. Like I'm just a person living my life, going to work every day. I'm not going to bring a bridesmaid cup. Now, if you disagree with me and you would bring your bridesmaid Yeti everywhere, congratulations. You're more chill than I am. And you probably already were more chill than I am. That's probably an established fact, but (laughs) I just am not much of a Yeti bridesmaid cup girl. And I didn't want to pressure my friends to have to use bridesmaid attire all the time. I also didn't do bridesmaid pajamas because bridesmaid pajamas usually end up getting donated to Goodwill or thrown away. Um, And if people don't want their silk pajamas after, I totally get that too. But unfortunately, we kind of needed something cohesive for the morning of, so I had to get something. This was like an inexpensive, reusable gift option, and I've tried to prioritize that through my entire wedding planning process. Another thing I did was I customized their boxes. I know I'm rambling a little bit about this, but this was like a huge mental controversy for me. I customized their boxes with things that were personal to them. So like a couple girls had like jewelry plates or notebooks, um, things that I found throughout the months before my bridesmaid proposals, so to say, um, that were kind of customized to things that I thought they would love and would use for a long time. So I think just keeping the waste concept in mind in the wedding planning era is very important and also very difficult because you're under a lot of pressure to lean into all of these bride trends or make your entire personality being a bride-to-be. And I know a lot of people like this is, they've been dreaming about their wedding since they were like four. And if you need that stuff to like romanticize this era of your life, absolutely go for it. I'm a student right now and I'm so busy and I'm also so broke that I don't necessarily have the money to buy like all of those things, nor do I... I don't like sit around and spend all day thinking about wedding planning and being a future missus. And if you do, yay, I'm very, very happy for you that that is something you're so excited about. And I'm like I said, I'm excited to get married, but it's just not at the forefront of my mind. And therefore, I don't I don't feel like I'm under a lot of pressure to buy the future missus stuff or the bride to be stuff. I just time is flying. I have so many responsibilities right now. This is like a crazy era for me. And I'm just distracted enough to not purchase those things. So that has worked out great for me. But if you want to wear your bride-to-be jacket, I will tell you to slay the day away because, again, to each their own. And I believe in doing what makes your life better and makes you feel happy in your own shoes. So if that is wearing your future Mrs. Johnson shirt all over America, I say go for it. I say wear a wedding veil for the next year. If that's your vibe, do it rant over about the wasteful, wasteful, waste, rant over about the wastelessness. The last quick no for us was plated dinner. I just don't want to pay the premium for a plated dinner. Um, I think it really limits your guests choices because like you get a plate of what you get and you, a lot of people are going to waste more food if they just get a plate of things that they didn't select, if that makes sense. So if you don't like green beans, don't pick them, but I'd rather you not pick the green beans than throw them in the trash can, if that makes sense. So we'll do a buffet. Um, it's less expensive and it's less wasteful. So that's kind of on the same topic. And the last thing I want to say that is like a huge yes in general, I think for every wedding, this should be a priority, 
is just being present on your day with your partner. I'm trying to like really eliminate the distractions that occur throughout the day. And while I know like my wedding photos will be so cherished and so important to me, I also have been to a lot of weddings where I felt like the couple missed out on a significant amount of time because maybe their photographer kept pulling them aside to grab pictures or pulling them outside for golden hour. And I think it's great to grab those moments because that's the sunset of your wedding day. Like I think it's awesome to grab those memories while you can. But I also think it's really important to look back on your wedding and be like, hey, we spent the day with our friends and family and we partied and we danced our butt off and we like leaned into our presence with each other. And remembering the day by your partner's side is something that I think is important and sometimes forgotten about. So both of us, I think, just are going to try and make sure we're being where our feet are, focusing on the point of the day, which is committing to each other and being surrounded by people who came from near and far to party with us, dance with us, drink with us, have a fun evening and celebrate our life together. So just minimizing the distractions, making sure we have time to eat dinner together, um, time to dance together, see our friends and basically party and then remember the night fondly instead of remembering the night and day as something stressful and chaotic. I know a lot of older couples who have said, oh, I didn't even eat on my wedding day. I didn't have time to eat. We were too busy talking to people. We were too busy taking pictures. And while I get that there is social pressure to do all those things, I think I've already made it clear as the future bride, quote unquote, that this day is supposed to be a fun celebration that we're all going to remember as a blast and not as a stressful, chaotic day where we were obligated to talk to a million people and take a million photos and do a million things. And I think my vendors that we selected are really, really awesome about prioritizing the couple. So I'm hoping that Jared and I have set ourselves up for success by working with people who are experienced and who can take a step back and capture the day authentically as it happens without needing us to constantly be stepping aside and catching those more staged moments, if that makes sense. So basically being where your feet are and having the time of your life on your special day, taking the time to eat and enjoy everything that you worked on for the last year and a half is a huge priority for me. So that's our last yes. So if you're a bride-to-be or groom-to-be, I'm very excited for you. Congratulations. This era is very fun and allows you to lean into your creativity and plan an event that really is and should be about you. Um, It's so fun, and I'm hoping it'll be so worth it. If you're not getting married or um, don't see that in the near future, thanks for listening to this and caring about my opinion or being interested (laughs) in my day. I really appreciate that. Stay tuned because I think the next episode is going to be about Sober October. Jared and I have created a challenge for the month of October, and we're kicking it off on October 1st, which lines up perfect for the next pod. So I think that's what I'm going to be chatting about next week. And if you want to do Sober October with us, stay tuned. I think I'll try to release it on like the 30th or the 31st. So then if people want to do Sober October along with me, they can. So talk to y'all then. Bye.